0: Mic check, Mike Check. Okay, I think it works. Short story being of episode twenty-one, my name is Nate come the Third. Welcome. How are you guys doing? I hope well. I hope well. It's the new year, twenty eighteen. If this is your first time, welcome to the podcast. If this is your second time, then the retention program is working. My name again, Nate come the Third. On this podcast I read a story by myself or with a guest, and we talk about it, or make fun of some parts of it, or, uh, you know, just read. Um, It's like Audible, sort of. So anyway, um, yeah, 2018 is upon us. I hope that your resolutions, Uh, if you do that sort of thing, um, aren't already busted. It's only been four fucking days, but I've seen shit happen quicker for some people. So be sure to be on top of that. Uh, If you're going to be going to the gym, do that. Please don't fuck it up for the rest of us, though, that actually do go to the gym in November or fucking July um, by giving up the machines um, in a timely manner and wiping off your sweaty ass uh, from said machines as well, because I know your ass ain't going to be in there after three weeks. But don't be that statistic. I can stick it out, lose that weight, or gain that weight, or tone your ass up, all that shit. Anyway, so what we're going to be doing today, we're going to be reading out of a book called Strange Happenings uh, by Michael Herbie. I'll be putting the... Uh, link inside the description here, um, but it's called Strange Happenings. And it's a really long witted title, but I'll I'll do it really quick. <laughs> a new collection of starti- uh, startling and unusual true accounts of mystifying enigmas of six continents that have confounded experts and laymen alike. <sighs> It's really a long ass title But uh, what we're going to read is um, uh, It's called Three Who Came Back And it's about guys that uh, is, um, Detailing John Wilkes Booth Jesse James and Marshall Ney. And I'll explain a little bit more um, Who they are If you're not sure But uh, guys that Say that they were them After uh, Said folks were killed uh, So they There's conspiracy theories that Jesse James actually didn't die And somebody else actually was put in his place So we'll read about that and kind of go over that So it's a little cool um And, you know, I don't know, conspiracy theory feels so I'm cool with it So right now we're at 176 hits per day So big shout out to you guys I certainly appreciate all the love and support And continue pouring those comments in on iTunes um, And uh, giving us a five-star five, giving a five star rating on there um, I've seen some already come up, so that's great I really do appreciate it Also on shortstorybingo.podbean.com Uh, You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, Player FM, and Overcast. Uh, These are all the options of links that we have on that particular um, uh, domain site, which is shortstorybingo.podbean.com. But if you're listening on Podbean right now, then cool, if that's your main uh, way to... Your, or excuse me, to stream your podcast And that's great too um, Shout out to uh, Russia, UK and Canada As they are the top three countries And then uh, California, Texas and Wyoming All in those orders uh, Big shout out to you all um, Texas, I'm happy to see that you guys have uh, made a steady climb After Mandy came on So I'm pretty excited about that Wyoming, uh, big ups to my man Carlos out there Rossi uh, Also, uh, oh yeah the random Twitter follower shout out goes out to at the IVM podcast, which is uh, an acronym for the IVM. is incredible vocal minority ran by my homie Jay Whitaker. Go check it out. I'll give another shout out at the end, but he's doing some great things. Before then, though, obviously, we need the intro music. So episode 21, short story, Bingo, intro fucking music, intro music. Three strange mysteries have cropped up in America during recent years. On each occasion, a man on his deathbed has startled the world with a confession to the effect that he had been living a life of lies and deceit, having assumed false names and identities. They had all led the authorities to believe that they had died by the gun or at the end of a rope by many years ago. Heading the list, we have John Wilkes Booth. Which, also, so many people, I feel like, are like... I mean, I feel like on your deathbed, there's a lot of shit that goes on uh, as far as being able to start admitting shit. Um, In particular, what's my man's name? Uh, Damn it, he was the president that um, uh, said at the end... Or no, he did a... Uh come on. Hold on. I'm going to look it up really quick, but I'm just commenting on, you know, deathbed confessions. Uh Who did that? Oh, this is this is bringing up a whole another thing. Who really shot JFK revealed in deathbed confession. Nice. I didn't even read this. Everett Howard Hunt. Okay. I'm I'm not going to go on that tangent, but Uh, Let's see. Oh, you know who it was? Who was talking about the military complex? Um, That's right. Uh, Military industrial complex. Who talked about that? Uh, Eisenhower. That's right. That's right. It was in his farewell address, not his deathbed. Fuck that one up. But I guess the point is, is that they see some sort of fleeting... Uh, position that they're in, so they they are fucking doing. That. I know that I'll say some shit probably on my deathbed and be like, "Yeah, I fucking ate way too many Big Macs, even though I know I should not have." Or I don't know something stupid. I'm sure. Yeah, I fucking lied and went to L.A. when I said I was actually just across the street. Some dumb shit anyway this is a uh, this is really interesting because I actually did a lot of research for this um, to kind of give context um, I know that for the most part uh, we probably all know who John Wilkes Booth is obviously he shot Lincoln slashed a dude and then uh, jumped onto the stage and in Latin well maybe not this part but uh, in Latin he yelled out uh, thus always to tyrants and then fucking bounced on horseback, which, I mean, fuck you, John Wilkes Booth, because tyrants suck, and so if you're a tyrant, then so be it. But anyway, so let's read about John Wilkes Booth. All right, so heading the list, we have John Wilkes Booth, son of the renowned actor who had also uh, achieved success in Shakespearean roles. He was really, like, a big-time actor. Like, he was definitely, like, one um, that that particular theater and other theaters were like he was getting continuous roles and stuff like that. So for reasons best known to himself, he conspired with a group of so-called Patriots to kidnap Abraham Lincoln. And when that failed, he took steps to assassinate him. So on April 14th, 1865 at Ford's theater, Washington, D.C., Booth fired the shot, which went reverberating around the world. His aim was true, and Lincoln fell to the ground, mortally wounded. The assassin rushed from the theater, leaped onto a horse, and made good his escape. I think I fucking said it better. Bounced on a horse. He reminded, or he reminded, he remained at Liberty for 12 days. He was then, so like April 26th is when they said that, um... He was killed in a barn with another guy who happened to be an accomplice of his um, he got shot I don't I don't think that this says it no it doesn't so I'm gonna say it for you but I'm gonna still read it but um, he gets shot in the neck and is paralyzed and like when he's dying he like tells he says uh, that you know wants his you know tells my mom that I died for a good cause or I'm paraphrasing but anyway so april twenty sixth so it was it was twelve days later all right, so he remained at liberty for twelve days. He was then supposedly trapped in a barn and shot down the whole affray was shrouded in secrecy and mystery, and the corpse was hurried uh hurriedly identified and interred so like they yeah, so they killed him and then like just got uh uh, took care of the body immediately. And so not really much identification really kind of going up, excuse me. But also I feel like enough was going on. Um, but like I said, yeah, I died paralyzed and what have you. Um, uh, but there is, uh, other speculation of something else. And we'll get into that now. 34 years later in a small backwoods town, it's in Northern, uh, Virginia, um, a dying man whispered to those gathered around his bed that he wished to confess. I am John Wilkes Booth, he gasped. I did a terrible thing. I killed Lincoln. The thought has haunted me all these years. And so saying, he fell back dead. Imagine being in that room and being like, did he fucking just say that he killed Abraham Lincoln. I'm sure I heard that right. I'm sure I heard that right. Did he have morphine in him? Did we give him enough or not? Because that's like a pretty big claim. But also, I mean, I feel like anyone can claim that, right? I am John Wilkes Booth. Okay. When his body was examined, it was found that, uh, that he bore scars identical to those Booth had collected during the early part of his life. His age was 61. Booth was supposedly shot in 1865. Had he had lived, he would have been 61 at the time of the confession. If we are to believe the dying man, it would appear that the authorities shot the wrong man. But there was no tangible evidence to substantiate this theory. Now, mind you, this book that I'm reading is, the copyright is 1966. So this is like as of 1966, right? So, that's why I wanted to do a little bit more research. So, what happened is, um, to prove it, they were going to exhume his brother, Edwin Booth, and then test his remains to the man shot. And, um, in order to ID John Wilkes Booth, and how they were going to do that, I'll, they were just going to like test like some of the vertebrae in his spine to go about it. But, um, in. 95 um, there was a trial to exhume uh, the brother Edwin and it failed Um, and it was headed by a gentleman that funny enough we're going to go into Jesse James that had um, made it possible to exhume Jesse James but they didn't get it done because there was a lot going on with the body they weren't even sure if it was placed in the right spot Um, and so like a judge was very reluctant to be able to give access and privilege to, um, you know, that deed being done, which I don't disagree with. I feel like that's pretty normal to not just like disturb grounds like that I guess but um yeah and there was another dude that I read about his name is David E George who uh poisoned himself in I think 1903 in Enid Oklahoma who had um claimed that he was John Wilkes Booth as well but those claims uh didn't match up because he the like he grew hair and John Wilkes Booth's hair was going so there's there's a lot more to it but like David E George uh look him up and then if you'd like but um yeah so in conclusion there's not really like a, a solid like John Wilkes Booth was not or that uh John Wilkes Booth was cu- killed in that barn and um at in uh, 12 days after he definitely killed fucking abraham lincoln and he did it obviously was uh, to give life to the south um and that fucking you know didn't work at all because it created it made abraham lincoln a martyr and all that so anyway so yeah that's john wilkes booth so it's interesting it was interesting for me to read about it um especially because of the conspiracy theories that We're going around then that still go on to uh, fucking people believe in uh, flat earth. And if you believe in flat earth, that the earth is flat, (sighs) fuck. No, don't believe that, please. Or substantiate. I'm not even entertaining that. Next, we have the even more intriguing case of Jesse James. The cold-blooded murderer with the heart of gold, who terrorized the entire West with his gang of desperados between eighteen sixty and eighteen eighty, they like people thought of Jesse James as like a, uh, Robin Hood, but like for sure killed people, <laughs> like but he was he was like Robin Hood, they robbed banks and held up trains with monotonous regular uh, regularity, and impunity. His reckless, daring, iron nerve, and careless regard for the sanctity of human life enhanced his reputation in certain quarters to such an extent that people began to regard him as a sort of superhuman. Yeah, I, I mean, that's not real, though. He just got out of a lot of shit and because he killed people along the way so that he'd get a lot of shit. And his whole gang, they were just, they murdered a lot of people for sure. His admirers have always, uh, have always sought to whitewash, uh, to whitewash him by insisting that a great many of the cold-blooded murders attributed to him were, in fact, perpetrated in his name by other bandits who found it convenient to hang these crimes on Jesse. But the fact remains that he did, on more than one occasion, shoot down a bank teller or a member of a sheriff's posse in cold blood. The proceeds of the various daring robberies, which invariably took place in broad daylight, must have easily totaled a million dollars. But the money ran through the outlaw's fingers like quicksilver, and he and his gang continued to rob and pillage all over the West. They just blew their money like on booze and whores, and gave money away to uh, again to like poor people, but not a lot. I mean, it was just weird that they regarded him as such a um like a robin hood type of figure because he wasn't like super helping a lot of people but like i said i mean it just was a time where people it was there was a lot of lawlessness going on in the midwest and the west at the time so he was able to to like get through a lot of it there was a price on the head of each and every member of the gang as the leader, it naturally followed that the reward for catcher, uh, capturing him, alive or dead, would be substantial. It started at 5000 but by 1881, it had gone up to $50,000. And to give you guys context, $50,000 in 1881 is $1.1 $1. 1 million today. So... Yeah, I mean, there's – I don't see a lot of people get $1.1 million put on their head as rewards today. So it gives you I, – I say that because it gives an idea as to, like, how uh, much the government thought uh, the volatility of Jesse James. It was this useful sum which tempted a certain Mr. Robert Ford to shoot Jesse in the back while he was hiding out with a family by the name of Howard. He was buried but not forgotten. In 1948, some 60 years after his death, Jesse James came to life again. An elderly gentleman in his 90s announced to the world that he was the notorious bandit and that the man who occupied his grave was another member of the gang by the name of Bigelow. He told the press, went to the press about this shit. He's like, yeah, and people were listening too because... I mean, gullible. He told the press that he uh, he told the press that he had assumed the name of Colonel J. Dalton after his death and had served as a U.S. Marshal in Dodge City, among other places. Had fought in the Boer War for the British and had served as an officer in the First World War. While the latter information might be true, the James Dalton identity is questionable. Okay, so he went by J. Frank Dalton. And it was in the Merrimack Caverns where he, and the Merrimack Caverns are um, in Missouri. And he would, um, he first started talking about this in 1848 is when um, he first started talking about it. Uh, He died, no, 1948. Yeah, 1948. So he died in 1951. August uh, 15th, 1951. This guy, J. Dalton, uh, J. Frank Dalton, died in 1951, which would have made Jesse James at the time 103 years old, allegedly. Um, he was buried in Granbury, and at when he was killed, or when he died, there was a sheriff, and I mean, his name doesn't matter, but I wrote it down. Um, his name is Oren Baker. He ID'd a missing fingertip, on the guy so he exclaimed that it definitely appeared to be jesse james based on the missing fingertip i mean a guy at 103 years old i would imagine might have gone through some shit if especially he was in the world war so i don't know how i don't know it just seems like that would be potentially something that happened to him and maybe he was like oh yeah jesse james uh, had a missing fingertip, so like people will believe me and he was really old, so it was very difficult to like kind of get an idea based off of his looks and what have you uh, but like I was telling you, his body was exhumed in nineteen ninety five and it was uh, his remains were traced to jesse james's um like his mother's line of her of the family so I mean, take that for what it's fucking worth. It could have been, like, a family member that they could have exhumed, so it might not have been Jesse James at all. Or, fuck, man, they could... uh, I'm not being... I I don't know. Some incestual shit could have been going on or something. I don't know. But he... In 1995, they kind of buried the hatchet or reburied the body or however else you want to fucking say it. So that kind of doesn't have so much behind it except for the missing or the the missing fingertip thing i which I mean, again, I go back to what I was just saying, that I think maybe this dude might have lost it in the war if that's what he did, like if he was a colonel. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't on the fucking front lines at all. But I know that for $1.1 million, and especially in fucking 1881, I might be looking for Jesse James and kill that cat if I saw him and, and especially knew where he was at. $1.1 million? Come on, man. That's fucking, it, that's really good today. $50,000 in 1881? fuck man I don't even know I'm watching Deadwood right now and just based on that I'd be inside of those saloons heavy as fuck playing craps a lot man with 50 grand oh phew. all right so that's Jesse James so we've already talked about John Wilkes Booth and Jesse James now they're on to the last one so finally we have the mystery of Marshall Ney. um Okay, Marshal Ney was the French Marshal executed in Paris on December 7th, 1815, or did he escape the firing squad and flee to America? Marshal Ney was Napoleon's favorite, um, captain, like, um, and so the biggest reason why this was a big deal at the time, like, you had, like, the War of 1812, um, the louisiana purchase was kind of in in, in flux uh there so the french like had like stake out here too and allegedly he ended. so allegedly this guy marshall Ney he would later die <laughs> potentially not by uh firing squad but out here in i think south carolina uh yeah So, yeah, Marshal Ney was kind of a big deal. We'll read a little bit more about him right now. All right. It will be remembered that when Napoleon escaped from Elba after his abdication and formed another army with the intention of, again, deposing the king of France, Marshal Ney was put into the field to oppose him. He was like, yeah, so Marshal Ney. Okay, whatever. We'll read about it. France and the rest of the world waited for the clash to begin, but it never came. For Ney joined forces with Napoleon. And between them, they set out to conquer the world. They almost succeeded in that respect until they met the British at Waterloo. Again, famous fucking battle of Waterloo. With the hostilities at an end, Napoleon and his generals were granted an amnesty. All except Marshal Ney, who was arrested and charged with treason. Because he fucking went against the code, man. He was supposed to, like, not go with the... People that were causing the revolution, it was by no means a wise move, as the marshal was still held in high esteem by the public, and it was feared that an uprising might follow, especially when the Chamber of Peers pronounced him guilty and ordered him to be executed. A deputation headed by the Duke of Richelieu hurriedly petitioned the king in the early hours of the morning, urging that the marshal should be exiled to America in the interest of security. So not death. They were just going to be like, yo, man, we're just going to deport this cat. Public sentiment is very much against him. Uh, duh, duh, duh. Public sentiment is very much against him being put to death, the Duke added. They feel that he has been singled out as a scapegoat. It may well be that there will be rioting. The king refused to listen. Let me hear when I awake that tr- that the traitor has paid the forfeit for his crime, he yawned. Dismissing them with a wave of his hand, the Duke of Wellington himself tried to intercede on behalf of the marshal, but he also failed. Ney was supposed to be executed at Grinnell, but for some unknown reason, the coach carrying him to his death stopped at the Luxembourg Gardens instead, where a firing squall was awaiting him. It has never been explained who authorized this last-minute change in the plans. When the officer in charge went to place a bandage over his eyes, Nate brushed him to one side. Are you ignorant of the fact that for 20 years, I've been accustomed to face balls and bullets? He exclaimed. First off, face balls uh, is definitely the sequel to space balls and definitely something I would not be like someone in the air go Yo, man you know i've been taking face balls and bullets for a long time bro get the fuck out of here. the soldiers raised their rifles my brave comrades when i place my hand upon my breast fire nay called out to them see you take aim at my heart and so saying he clapped his hand over his heart, almost immediately a volley rang out. It's so important about that, too, because it was people that were there that re- recall that, um, that recorded that as far as recounting that he put his hand over his heart. The official records state that he fell dead instantly without a struggle or a movement, pierced with 12 balls, nine in the breast, and three in the head. It also mentions that the body was not removed from the place of execution until 15 minutes had expired, as laid down by military regulations. Got to make sure the body's dead. The funeral was definitely a hush-hush affair. I mean, so that's weird. Soon afterward, rumors began to circulate to the effect that the execution had been a mock incident and that the soldiers had used blanks. Well, you set yourself up for that when you don't when there's not many people around for the fucking thing. That's why there's people, that's, you know, the conspiracy about Osama bin Laden actually being killed in the what the SEAL Team 6 or whatever. I mean, they what they dumped his body over the into the ocean or something. I don't know. You're just setting yourself up for, yeah, afterward, like, rumors afterwards. In striking his breast, uh, okay, hold on. Uh, Soon afterward, rumors began to circulate to the effect that the execution had been a mock incident and that the soldiers had used blanks. In striking his breast, the marshal had burst a balloon containing some blood. It was said, and according to Mr. Quinton Dick, an Irish MP who witnessed the execution, the body was removed immediately. It was not until 1846 that the name Ney again made the headlines. When a school teacher in South Carolina um, announced on his deathbed that he was Marshal Ney of France, he claimed that he had escaped from France to Georgetown, South Carolina, where he was recognized and like when ha- when I say that he was recognized, it was fucking a year later. Like, what man? Like he was going by still by his last name. Like the like Nay. He was going by Peter Nay. Dude, just change up your last name. Go by fucking Peter Cottontail. Jesus, I, like you could do any other name, but the name of the person. But he, so he was in. He initially got spotted one year after. Out, um the alleged ex- execution, and then just kept like moving around, but was a teacher and was one of those kind of teachers that well he taught for twenty years first off, and then there were reports that he would run his classes kind of like a like a military unit he would like inspect the kids like it was like it was an unusual Uh, class to some to others they like the the discipline of it and all that but it was certainly there was there were a lot more red flags with this character uh with this guy than um for sure like with jesse james or with uh john wilkes booth but i don't know he just didn't seem to like put it under the bus too well um okay uh where he was recognized he immediately went to brownsville where he took up employment as a teacher he carried on teaching as peter stewart nay until he died Leading handwriting experts in the States have declared that his script is identical with that of Marshal Ney. His build and appearance also tallied with that of the French soldier. There were a number of scars on his body which might well have been inflicted on the battlefield. When Napoleon died in 1821, Peter Ney tried to commit suicide. His life was saved, and he was heard to uh, remark, Now that Napoleon is dead, my last hope is gone. So much for the evidence in support of Peter Ney's claim. On the other hand, we must take into, uh, take into consideration the following facts. Madame Ney, his uh, um, wife, uh, did not at any time attempt to join her husband in America. There was no need for the marshal to keep his identity a secret once he reached the states. Indeed, it would have been to his advantage to broadcast effects since the Americans would have acclaimed him a hero, which was totally fine. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're just if you're going to just if you're going to use the last name, then if I can say it and just like do it. But otherwise, just change your name. If you don't want to even be known like that, it's super weird. It's super weird. Uh, the marshal was not a poor man, and it seems hard to believe that a man in his position would have taken employment as a teacher. Not that hard. Maybe he just wanted to do, still kind of be in a role of teaching, especially if you're uh, in such a high position of where you're teaching men, um, you know, and young men at that, because the age to go into the army uh, across the world was fairly lower than what it is now. Um, also, there's nothing on record of him ever having tried to contact his wife in writing or by any other means probably doesn't want to talk to her anymore. I mean, why does he need to talk to her? Or, or why, why is that like a red flag? Um, also, Teacher Ney knew a great many languages, including Latin, Greek, and Hebrew, whereas Marshall Ney never gave any sign of being familiar with these dead languages. I don't know. Maybe he just started to fucking, you know, study a lot. He's a teacher now, like a teacher-teacher. In view of all this, it may well be that Peter Ney was suffering from delusions of grandeur. Or that. And at the same time, there can be no doubt that there was something phony about the marshal's execution. Time will tell, as the saying goes. Or will it? Well, that's uh, episode 21. We uh, went over John Wilkes Booth, Jesse James, and Marshall It's out of the book Strange Happenings. Um, like I said, I like even just with that last one, um, he was supposed to have been buried in Paris and his burial, like where he was supposed to be buried, um, allegedly they didn't put a headstone on it. So when they went to go try to find it, they're like, I don't know. So there's a lot of weird... Um, I don't know. It's just weird how that went down, especially with how much he meant to France and how, you know, it, it it would have been just fine if he would have just talked like regular here in America. It seemed kind of weird that he would, um, you know, be so low key about it. But oh, well, whatever. I, I he out of those three, I feel like the John Wilkes Booth one um, might be the most, um, off one. I don't think, I think that he was killed. I definitely think that Jesse James was killed. Um, but the last one, I think, you know, I think Peter nay could definitely could have been Marshall nay, but I don't know. Time will tell on that for sure. I don't mean to take away the last little bit of that one, but anyway, um, and Again, uh, the random Twitter follower shout-out at IVM Podcast. Uh, incredible vocal minority podcast. He's on episode 16, I think, now. 17? Um, but it's pretty good. Uh, really good. He's really funny, man. And so he keeps, him, uh, keeps us uh, very captivated. Again, that's my boy at Jay Whitaker. Uh, shit, we'll just do two random Twitter follower shout-outs. Check him out as well. He's a good follow at It's Jay Whitaker. What's up, big homie? Uh, hope all is well. But that is episode 21 for this is the first episode of 2018. So hopefully, uh, again, that you guys are going to take care of yourselves, man. Fucking love you guys, man. You know, just want to have good things happen, uh, to all of us rather than, um, you know, not, I guess. And like I said, If uh, you know you're doing the gym thing Stick it out man If you're doing like I'm going to start going to school thing Figure it out Just don't let it be I'm not much into resolutions I'm really not into resolutions at all But I am into If you're going to start something in fucking April Stick through it Until you know Until you reach the goal So just reach your goal man Reach your goal Cheers to you guys. Episode 21, short story bingo. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes or any of the other uh, podcast forms that you listen on and comment and rate. Give me a five star, and we're going to end the episode like this. Thank you all and happy 2018. I'm um, bound. Spare Fingers is yours.